Good day. I'm Peter Brook, a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. This is Macro Perspective 6 of 2023, and I want to talk about human capital. Last week I touched on the huge change in women's participation in the Saudi workforce, which makes such obvious sense. Would your economy perform better if you didn't ignore half of your human capital? But what I didn't talk about was the huge impact of migrant labour. There are 6.6 million registered non-Saudi employees, and immigrants account for nearly 40% of the population. These are staggering numbers, but when I flew to Dubai, we moved into a different league. Of the 10 million people in the UAE, nearly 90% are immigrants. The effect of this is astonishing. We have long admired Australia and Canada for their immigrant policies, where they have sucked in skilled labour, enabling their economies to grow faster. But this dwarfs them. In the UAE, migrants actually outweigh locals, driving a huge boom. In economic speak, UAE has a dependency ratio of 20%. This means for every child and pensioner, there are four workers. The four best dependency ratios in the world are all in the Middle East, while the only two large-scale countries in the world in the top 20 are Saudi Arabia and South Korea. A real game-changer recently has been the golden visas, where more than 100,000 people have got the right to stay for 10 years. This is attracting more and more talent who can now make longer-term investment decisions and bring their families with them. In Abu Dhabi, which is Dubai's sleepy neighbour, the number of foreign buyers of new properties has grown to 30% from 10%. It feels like the UAE has now reached a tipping point, which will drive more sustainable and faster growth. It is also fascinating to see where these migrants come from. As my friend explained, Dubai is where good people from bad countries come to make a living and bad people come from good countries to come and hide their money and avoid tax. The biggest source of labor is India, which is an important source of foreign exchange for the Indian economy due to remittances. The largest new wave of migrants is Russians. Admittedly, it is hard to tell the difference between the tourists, who are blocked out of other countries, and the migrants, but clearly the air hostesses on Emirates are working. An estimated 1 million Russians have left, and this is a huge loss of human capital, as they are a lot of the best qualified, most valuable young people. It was also interesting to chat to some fund managers who have left the UK, as the lagged impact of Brexit and high property prices still costs that economy. A disappointment is the large number of South African accents. The Middle East gain is South Africa's loss, and South Africa appears to be losing the human capital wars. While most commentators highlight the brain drain, I've generally taken a more relaxed and sanguine view. I've been bullish on the net numbers, where South Africa has gained massively from inward migration, much of which is skilled labour from Africa. And I must declare bias here as a Zimbabwean who's come to look for opportunity. However, better growth in the continent, deteriorating service delivery in South Africa, and an anti-immigrant policy is slowing that net positive inflow. South Africa's other big massive... Sorry, South Africa's other massive opportunity was the end of apartheid. If Saudi is doing well by giving half of their workforce new opportunities, imagine the impact of allowing 90% of the population to grow instead of oppressing it. However, our education system has reduced the extent of that opportunity. Although personally, I think there's still some good progress. But in summary, the Middle East is a winner, is winning the war for talent, and I walked away bullish on the region. I hope you enjoyed this perspective. Until next week.